Greetings, nerds. This is Cena Nerd. I'm your host, Sarah Belmont, and with me, as always, is our Mr. Producer, Will Paul. How are you doing tonight, Will? Doing very well, Sarah. How are you doing this evening? I'm fine. Um, it's weird because I was last night un- unexpectedly, we couldn't record, and I was so ready to be like, oh man, this is our last Tuesday podcast. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I know. Me too. Uh, it, it's been it's been fun uh, switching up nights and and talking The Last of Us. I mean, the, the, this I I know we'll get into it uh, more deeply here shortly, but uh, it's it's going to be weird. You know, I know you were joking with me last week that I was going to have the Kermit meme with, looking out the the rainy window when, next next Sunday night, and I probably will. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. It's. Yeah. It, it it's always like that. Like when you start one of these shows and you get into the rhythm, and mm-hmm. then before you know it, it's over, and then you just think, "Wow, what were why why I just want more." Um, I do, yeah. Especially like there, there's often breaks. I mean, we're not getting Succession, um, which will be my replacement in mm-hmm. for another week or so, but. And and sometimes it feels like we're given so much at once. We're like, man, why why couldn't this show have started like yeah, exactly. a few weeks later? <laughs> I mean, it it would have been nice to be able to focus on one thing at a time. But we we enjoy what we get. Um, on that note, we will be starting next week to move back to a Thursday schedule. Um, Given all of the random stuff, we're going to start to dip our toes in um, and scatter around because there is a lot more stuff to talk about. Um, but we will um, try to just see what what is topical that week, what really caught our attention. Um, even though y'all love, y'all know I love to hate watch things. Um, so. Yeah, yeah, we got, but Will, I did not, I, I watched The Glory this weekend. Oh, yeah, I was wondering, I was thinking about you, I saw mm-hmm. the, uh, saw The Glory Netflix trending uh, over, over the weekend. Yeah, I think it was um, number three, because mm-hmm. they also decided to drop you, which you got put on the back yes. burner. Um, I was so paranoid about spoilers. Because mm-hmm. I had noticed like an influx in glory, people talking mm-hmm. about glory on my timeline. So I was just like, from the moment it dropped, <laughs> like in the morning eating breakfast, watching, <laughs> like in spare. And so I finished it very in record time for what my around um, things that I end up doing on the weekend. So I was mm-hmm. very proud. Um, I have some qualms about the ending. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I do think they tied up all of the loose ends really well. Um, There were, so last fall they dropped, in December they dropped eight episodes. And then Mm -hmm. they dropped the second half, another eight episodes. And I, I can't tell you how many times I was watching. Like, I'm on episode nine, 10, 11, I'm just like, Fuck, this is a good show. <laughs> <laughs> the writing just they they managed to do this thing where usually shows telegraph when they're jumping timelines or when things are playing out in a different order uh, because they want you to like think about an interaction through one lens. 
and then and be like, got you. Actually, it's this. And for some reason, there there were five or six of those moments, and it got me every single time. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's I the best. Like, I mean, that's I don't what you... know what's going on. That's so genius. Um, yeah, but yeah. yeah. I I was I I don't know. I I really like that show. Yeah. I'm sad that it's over. I hope it doesn't get a season 2 because it doesn't need one, but they they did leave it where they could. Yeah. Um I do yeah. There there it, it's hard because and we're going to talk about final episodes um when we get to last of us, but my I think my my least favorite episode is actually the last one because it serves so much as an epilogue. Mm. And it it was so weird to be watching the penultimate episode and not realizing that it's the penultimate. And then everything like you're suddenly like, whoa, wait. Oh, okay. Well, now that all of that's taken care of, we got another hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just I don't know it, it felt a little drawn out and mm-hmm. um and and some of the things felt a little forced and a little yeah it just it was it was weird I I feel like I I almost feel like they brought in a different writer for that very last episode but then again you know we can't all be perfect shows so no no it's it, it's whenever you do get as close to perfection as you can though it is it is very rewarding and it sounds like overall it sounds like a pretty pretty rewarding season for you i think um and i never thought this would happen granted i've only watched a handful of k-dramas but i think that this is probably going to be my favorite k-drama and supersede vincenzo which vincenzo oh. was for a while i i love vincenzo but i did fast forward through a lot more of vincenzo than i did the glory Mm, mm. Um, well, if you didn't it, fast forward through the glory, then that, that's that's high praise coming for, for your only only the first episode, and it's just yeah. because trigger fucking warning. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. It's 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 intense. I'm like, I can't. I'm not gonna watch. That. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let me get to the <laughs> let me get to the present day stuff. Jesus. <laughs> um. But but while I was doing that and doing my homework for tonight's show, Will was off watching the Oscars for some lord reason. Well, I know your movie won, so congratulations. Oh, thank you. Yes, my movie did win. I did watch the Oscars. I I, I from yeah from start to finish, I got sucked in, and yeah, everything everywhere all at once won best picture. Michelle Yeoh won best actress. Uh, Kihu Kwan uh, won the supporting actor and Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, which was very controversial. And I actually, having watched that movie and, you know, and also good enough actor, her co-star was also nominated and supporting actress, Stephanie Hsu. Mm-hmm. And, and also, um, obviously, um, Angela Bassett for Wakanda Forever. Honest, I mean, Really, either Stephanie, in my opinion, either Stephanie or Angela should have won it. Not taking anything away from Jamie Lee Curtis, because she did a, a good job. And yes, she was the, I guess, star power. Not that, you know, I mean, that Michelle Yeoh's not. But as far as bankable names, I think people will probably recognize Jamie Lee 
more so. Maybe now, maybe now more equal to Michelle. But um, just watching the film, Stephanie was definitely a stronger supporting character. And, and, honest, and honestly, Angela Bassett probably still should have won even right. over the two of them. Um, yeah. Because, I mean, she clearly was the anchor, the emotional, like, you know, as we, we've talked about in our Black Panther Wakanda Forever reviews and, and other times. I mean, she really was. She lifted that movie up. Um, so Yeah, I, but... And and it shouldn't have to do with, like, star power or the character's involvement in the movie, but what that performance does. And I t- said to give Angela the Oscar when I saw the trailer. Yeah. Um, because, like most trailers, they always include some of the best scenes in the trailer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. But I, so it's just classic Oscars, though. Mm-hmm. You, they always want to have... One, um, give one award to an actor who, who like has that comeback, like when Matthew McConaughey won and everyone was talking about the McConaissance and like yeah. now it's Brendan Fraser time. Um, and then also that, that kind of big, oh my gosh, all signs were pointing to this person to win, mm-hmm. AKA Angela Bassett. And then all of a sudden, no, we're going to give a legacy because let's be honest, Jamie Lee Curtis, it, it has everything to do with like the fact that she's been in the business for decades, hasn't yeah. won one. And, and they just felt like it was time because I mean, the girl doesn't get that many options because she got a weird role selection history. Well, she's a scream queen. And, and, and that was one of the endearing things I did like about her speech is that she yeah. did thank genre fans for, for the ride. And, and, and that was, a, I mean, as far as Oscar speeches, I, you know, hers, um, key, and even the Daniels with their, you know, with the co-directors uh, winning best director, I mean, those were some just really, I was just like, I just adore these guys. You know, so. And then everybody got confused by Brendan Fraser's, right? I wasn't the only one. (laughs) Because I I, watched that. I'm like, I don't know what is going on. I think he was like overstimulus or something. He was totally overstimulated. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because that was the one where I, I, I really felt, even though. I, I didn't see Elvis, but everything everybody was talking about, it seemed that Austin Butler was was probably going to win that, um, or Paul Meskel. And it it really, you know, never Brendan. I mean, it it was one of those things because it's very rare that Best Actor will, will win if the film is not also in the best motion picture category as well it's it's interesting though that you say that because i I, this whole time i have been just thinking like pascal wasn't even on my radar it was always Mm -hmm. either austin or brendan and even though austin got the golden globe i believe and then when brendan won the seg i was like okay he's gonna get the oscar yeah i just that was my instinct um because again, Oscars yeah. traditionally love these narratives, and I feel like even though Austin Butler is now a rising star, I think the narrative of Brendan Fraser having his like tumultuous career 
like that's the narrative that the Oscars really love. So. Yeah, yeah, and you're right about yeah, and and it's and, I, and that was the same with Jamie Lee with the set winning the SAG as well because the, those those are voted owned by their peers, and 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 it's, and and in the Oscars it's the same thing. It's you know it's the with the Academy it's the you know category people who actually vote for for people within that within that particular uh, category of the award. So so yeah the. Tr- all signs trended that way, but it's just you know next time we watch Doom Patrol, we will be watching Oscar winner Brendan Fraser. <laughs> yeah, only for them to end the show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Tommy, y'all, Tommy. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Um. All right. So, do you do you really want to talk about this other news stuff? I'm just looking at the. <laughs> um. I, well, I will. I mean, uh, you know, James Gunn is was confirmed. We don't really need to dig dive in any any anything deeper than that. I mean, I think everybody knows about him writing the story and uh, the script for Superman Legacy, and he's going to direct it. Okay, that's why I even in the show notes I was like, admittedly, not new news. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but the the last one I did just want to share because uh, I know uh, there's there's a Marvel Universe of Superheroes traveling exhibit that uh, right now is in Portland, Oregon, but uh, it's going to be uh, in my backyard uh, in in Charlotte, North Carolina, uh, in starting in May, and we'll be going through September four, and it's the last stop on the U.S. Uh, leg of the exhibit, which is an exhibit that. Uh, shares the whole story about Marvel uh, and comics films and, and of course, other media as well. Uh, it's like it, it really covers the whole, I guess, 80 year history of the of, of Marvel comics. And uh, uh, it really sounds like a pretty, um, pretty, pretty dope exhibit that I'll probably go down to Charlotte to, to check out at Discovery Place Museum uh, for our listeners here on the East Coast uh, of the United States. If you want to you know travel down from virginia or come up from from you know south carolina and other places or just even within here in nc uh it will be at the discovery place museum in charlotte and for the folks on the west coast you can still check it out in oregon uh until april 9th very cool yeah i'm very jealous that you get things like that (laughs) (laughs) well here's your chance for a road trip (laughs) <laughs> uh, that's not a road trip that's like two oh. flights yeah. <laughs> <laughs> full day of travel <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um yeah definitely. we'll do a lot of podcasts for, we'll do a lot of podcasts for museum how's that uh, <laughs> will can dream <laughs> <laughs> oh man um the other thing that i watched over the weekend um and i've been um staying on top of is picard i watched the fourth episode um, last week, I'd already watched the third episode, even though we didn't talk about it. Um, yeah, so it was it was it was fine. I <laughs> I I can watch Picard, but um, what's really telling is when I listen to other people talk about Picard, and they read so much more. Like whether it's you or Roca um, on Geek Buddies. Like talk about the show and like there's so many more levels mm-hmm. uh, because this a lot of this season is is very nostalgic and relevant to fans who have been watching um, Next Generation and and all of that. 
Um, so it, it was a fine episode. I wasn't entirely blown away because the stakes didn't work for me. Mm-hmm. Um, because, I mean, they're in space. So, and there's multiple episodes left of the season. Um, yeah, yeah, well, there is that. Yeah. Yeah. I went into that episode, no, I was like, they're going to get out. So let's just see how they, you know, that episode was titled No Win Scenario. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, and I was, yeah, so yeah, so I was wondering how they were going to take something that has been literally beaten to death in Star Trek as far as this whole concept of the no one scenarios, the Koyashi Maru uh, simulator that, uh, which is a test of character, which, you know, as I was thinking about this episode tonight that we're discussing tonight and what we'll be talking about later in the last of us, there were some, some kind of, there was this, this through line as far as decisions and, and, and people's character that I think these two, these, these didn't, I don't think we planned on it this way, but I think they kind of complement each other um, with that, um, that, with that sort of similar through line. Right. No, I picked up on the same thing. Yeah. Um, Like the, the sacrifice, parents specifically that that parental instinct Mm -hmm. to no matter what at the cost of how many lives i'm going to put my kid first above above it and and what does that mean um because because that's exactly what what picard did in the third episode um yeah and and now having done it we're we're watching we watch the fallout of that that consequence and and then that is also wrapped up in um remaining guilt over um his period when he was a borg um we saw that with his Mm -hmm. interaction with shaw um and so see guys i'm watching i'm definitely watching (laughs) yeah yeah i i i'm not um but i'm also just like Damn it, Will. <laughs> <laughs> but but it's good. It, it gets me out of um some of the other TV bubbles of shows that I do watch, and I still don't know why I watch them. <laughs> but that's the story for another day. <laughs> but but no, I I it is it is really funny how um both of these shows are genre shows and mm-hmm. pick up on that theme. Um, and ex- and explore it in 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 a in a different way um, yeah. because with Picard and and after listening to people talk about the show, like I never really picked up on how lonely he is mm. or his his um, innate innate um, just. Um, choice to kind of isolate himself and 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 he does that by putting his job first putting putting um his role first even even in terms of his relationships with other crew members um which which is Mm -hmm. interesting so so now that he has a kid and and he he's it, it it is weird then like suddenly now there's a reason I have to I have to um, put something else first above the job and above protecting these lives because this is my biological kid, even though I've just met him five minutes ago. Yeah. Um, which 
and I mean, to go into um, The Last of Us, it's it's so similar, but I'm still trying to figure out how to articulate the big difference. Um, because, and probably the big difference is Joel at the end of the day isn't walking away from a crew or a ship. He's, he, his is more like, fuck this world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't have anything before. Yeah. Um, but now I do have something to lose and what I have to lose is Ellie. Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, getting back to, to Star Trek and, and real quickly and, and talk about that loss, because whenever we end episode three, of course, Riker and Picard have their big blow up as far as different strategies. And then when the episode four starts, we see the fallout from that. And we and we see we learn why Riker speaking of people being detached and, and lost. And I think Riker and Joel are kind of the two characters you can really play off of one another in some sense, because both of them lost children. Um, Riker lost his son, Thaddeus. And, and, and then, you know, because of that, he, he talks about one, like, you know, there's a lot of religious overtones and like, you know, is there, you know, I've been to the furthest reaches of space and there's still nothing there that has convinced me that there's, there's an afterlife. And, and 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 then when he talks to John Luke, he's like, "Look, you know, you've got a chance here to make amends with with your son here." Um, and you know, just talking, and you know, so you know, take advantage of it uh, while you have this moment. So you know, so I, you know, so I, you know, but but also it, you know, we see why Riker, you know, John Luke did touch on something, and he he rec- you know, John Luke recognizes that he was out of line for like bringing up Will's son's loss and and make, and Will being extra cautious as far as making a decision to to protect the ship and 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 do the safe course and get out of the nebula while they've had a chance. Mm-hmm. But uh, but uh, but at the same time, you know, you, you, this is you know these are two long time friends and you know and, and and it was very realistic that yes, friends sometimes you know they know where to hurt you. <laughs> But at the same time, they also know where to, you know, know what buttons to push to like try to make things right. And 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 Will saw that, and and you know was telling John Luke, look, just take it from me. You get you got this chance. Whatever time we have left, you know, this is the end, my friend. Go make things right with Jack. Yeah, I will be honest. Like Will has turned into like Ralphie for me, where I tend to fall asleep during his scenes. Mm. <laughs> so oh, see, as a like long-time fan, as a yeah, well, see, I have the opposite. As a long-time friend, this is like some of the best work Jonathan Frakes has been putting in uh, as that character. Uh, for, and also, and he's also, you know, and it, it really when he directs, he's directing these last two episodes as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, so I, I, my, I do the hat tip to him because it really has been some of the best Riker we've seen probably since like best of both worlds which was one of the, the seminal shows in the in the next generation run right interesting yeah which was, yeah which that's so, the that's that's the borg when that's when that's when picard was uh converted turned into locutus right yeah so so in in your um metaphor mm-hmm. if will is joel 
Then is Picard Marlene? Um, I don't know if she's. I don't know if he's Marlene or not. Or is Shaw Marlene? Hmm. I think Shaw may be close. Well, maybe closer to it. Closer to it. Yeah, closer to it. <clears throat> because yeah. he's more about protecting the lives. Like. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's Shaw. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. And and in a way, both Will and Picard make up. I think Joel and mm-hmm. yeah. his situation between the two of yeah. them and, and everything, because Joel kind of is both like where you're right. Both Will and Joel lost a kid, have that experience, mm-hmm. but at the same time, both Picard and Joel find themselves like with another kid um, to protect. Um, but, but yeah, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up right away. It's definitely something I wanted to bring up. And no, we don't time this, but I I liked how it worked out. Yeah. Um, and and it was just surprising because even though I knew how The Last of Us was going to end, um, it took me actually watching The Last of Us to suddenly think about it and and listening to people talk about it and be like, wait a second, these themes <laughs> are playing out <laughs> on another show. Go figure. Um so, yeah, so yeah. it's happy coincidence. Um, but Very on good. on that note, um, Will, yeah, I don't. I I love to start you off with a question, and I guess okay. so. So I know you want to talk about Marlene, but before we get to Marlene, I told you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember this, but I told I you in episode one always think about while we're watching this season is joel a good guy mm-hmm. and I what very well yeah what what is your response now having seen the whole season it's complicated <laughs> oh boy <laughs> is it <laughs> oh it's it's complicated i mean because re- you can make arguments for both ways and and I know a lot of this, and obviously I didn't play the game, but from my understanding of, of seeing how the debate has unfolded this week, everywhere, social media, YouTube videos, water cooler talk, this was a Joel's decision in this episode that was debated just as, as vigorously 10 years ago as it is now. Yeah. As, as far as did, did he make the right, you know, did he make the right decision? And what would you do if you were, in, if you were in those shoes? And, and, and I know, you know, like, a, like I talked, mentioned to you Sunday night, whenever, uh, whenever we were going back, back and forth about, about the episode. And I just, at that, you know, you know as a parent, I completely, what I will, I, 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 I as a dad, I would have, totally been joel in that situation right you know you know as 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 the rational side of me is like yes this kid has the cure it can save the planet literally mm-hmm. but that's my kid you know so so from that point i i completely get it um and i don't know if it's a good guy bad guy binary thing more or it's just you know, it's just the, it's just the the things we do for love, 
Um, right. You know, I know it's it's uh, you know that's something that has been Neil Druckmann and Craig have been on their po- on their companion podcast have talked about all season. And right. It, and and that this episode really just just drives that that point home. And, yeah. And, and, and in a Joel, very surprising way. Yeah. Because like it's um it's it's very it played out very close to the game like mm-hmm. just remarkably close to the point where the same um abruptness that everything happened in and the mm-hmm. same kind of clunkiness um in my opinion um that occurred in the game played out in this episode as well um because <sighs> Just, just y- 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 the way you need to hit it, but, but it hits the the overall moral ambiguity that occurs, and the and the um, conversations and the morality discussion um, still occurs in both mediums because everything mm-hmm. they do leading up to it, like it's just so. Yep. Yeah. perfectly planned and and wrapped up um that it's just it's just yeah bravo to that but to go back to Joel and is he a good guy i think why i like this story so much is because um i feel like there's like this commentary occurring um throughout it um, mm-hmm. like subconsciously about heroes mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. about um, storytelling. Because mm-hmm. as a viewer, like we're not related to Ellie, but as a viewer, we've gotten to know Ellie just as like through Joel. And therefore we're like, damn straight, you're going to go get her. No. She is... <laughs> the the second lead of the show like like yeah. we we don't care if we don't care if like jane doe is getting prepped for surgery we're like okay good you found another one great um and um because because we are going through the story as joel as ellie and so like those are the people we want to protect in this story above all else. Um mm-hmm. and and then and then on top of that, in a genre show like this, the typical story is let's save the world. Like a typical yeah. storyteller would tell the story through the eyes of the fireflies, not mm-hmm. through Joel, who like has found a way through everything to just manage to survive in this godforsaken world and had nothing to lose. And then he found something to lose, or he was like pushed to like take on this responsibility. Um, and al- along the way, it's just, it just changed. It's like, okay, so good things can still occur in this world. Um, and, and fuck you all for trying to take that away from me. Like, screw you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, I think that's, I'm glad that's when you asked me the question, is he a good guy? And I think at his core, 
Yeah, I think he is. And but right. sometimes good. But sometimes, and, and to your point about storytelling and stuff, it's sort of like some of the things we talked about uh, when we were when we were discussing Andor mm-hmm. and Star Wars. I know we're pulling all we're pulling everything in tonight, but uh, but that you know sometimes you know and we get so wrapped up in the romanticism of good guys and they do no wrong and and it's like the boys too it's just like you know good the good guys sometimes have to get their they have to get their hands dirty um you know it's not always going to be very clean sanitized you know decisions and 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 you know people may get hurt because of some of the things, the decisions that that they made, but you know, is Joel a good guy? Yeah. Did he make a bad decision? Yes. And the truth that and both can be two things can exist in the same place and be right. Right. And 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 at a place where Joel, I think, has the flaw, and and again, it's coming out of a place of love, but it's still. It, it it was wrong was telling ellie that lie after she wakes up comes through and they're you know they're standing there on the hill as they're about to go down to jackson right and and but you know and 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 i mean i don't have to have no you know i don't need to know anything in the future to know that's just not it's not going to end well because whenever you lie to family members even if you're doing it in a place of love in a place of like trying to protect them or or whatever the motivation is it never ends well if you take a person's agency away like that right right yeah like and i was gonna i was gonna bring go there next is that it wasn't just one decision it was it was two it was the decision that i'm gonna go get her Mm. and the decision i have to now lie um Mm. Which I I think at the end of the day, uh, classifying bad, good and bad, um, it's too narrow of a box. What we're seeing is selfishness and mm-hmm. how love can make people very selfish. Yeah. Um, because at the end of the day, the decision to get Ellie and save her, it's entirely not it's not being selfless it's being (laughs) not um but but it was interesting when um when we see the final showdown between marlene and joel Mm -hmm. because marlene has nine thousand lives um and and she says to him like she brings up this whole you're taking away agency and all i can think about is like so so you you didn't tell her like yeah, I, I'm, about, still yeah, a bit, exactly. I'm still a bit confused and i guess one of my gripes about this episode i love bella ramsey she's great there was something and i know a lot happened with david i understand ptsd but for some reason the way she was playing it from a perspective of a viewer who knows where this is going I felt like she was expressing more guilt than she was 
I am just not here right now. I don't know what's going on. Like there was something about the acting choices Bella made in the in the first 20 minutes of this episode where, and I don't know if it's like her choices, but what I'm saying is that there was something that was coming across where I was getting the sense from her that Ellie was thinking, oh shit, um, I now have a a dad Mm-hmm. And he's attached to me. He's already lost a kid and he's about to lose another because I don't know what they're going to do, but I don't think I'm going to leave here with Joel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was my interpretation. Um, I think that's so a fair I, one because yeah. No, go ahead. Yeah. I think that's a fair one because I had the same feeling like it was just something off yeah like you said ptsd from the event but it it was almost like yeah i mean it was it was like an awkwardness between them um yeah and it was i don't know if you know maybe and and you're right maybe it was the the direction uh that they were given and and even when they were starting to tell you know with the the puns and the Mm -hmm. puns book and stuff it just seemed forced and not natural so and and so and maybe that was the point um you know to convey that that feelings that you that you that you just talked about yeah but then and that was my instinct i was like okay so because we still don't know exactly what marlene told ellie like way back in the first episode we know the gist of it but we don't know to what extent she told her and so i was surprised in that final showdown when marlene mentioned it's not your like they had that whole back and forth it's not your choice well it's not yours either so that is implying i didn't tell her either yeah yeah (laughs) she was gonna die we just knocked her out yeah (laughs) so I I mean, and and you wanted to talk about Marlene's uh, role in this um, as well, because there's been such an emphasis already on Joel and his decisions. But um, what were some of your thoughts about Marlene? Yeah, I, I think you just hit it. I mean, that was really where I was going to go was that we that Marlene's is not coming into this with clean hands either. And mm-hmm. and and so and. And she clearly, I mean, it's it's very apparent to me in that scene that they just basically took it, you know, when they knocked him out in the in the street and whenever Ellie came to, they were just like, We're gonna prep you for surgery, and they did not tell her anything about what was what what was gonna really happen here. Right. Uh, and and especially, you know, when when you think about like Ellie, you know, when you think about the giraffe scene. And mm-hmm. and when they were our our, our and, and, and Ellie and Joel had that one of their you know that that discussion about do we you know Jack Joel's like let's just turn around and go back to Jackson and, and Ellie wanted you know basically like no we've came we've come too far to like turn back now you know Marlene basically making a decision for Ellie uh, uh, you know you, you know again good that a man any needs of the way to needs of the few and 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 doing that take you know really like put me off on the fireflies because i'm like yes y'all have this cure but y'all are like basically murdering this kid 
And, yeah. You know, so it's saving, you know, so killing one to save a thousand or whatever. I mean, you know, it, it's, it's, it, it's just as wrong as what Joel did, but it's also understandable trying to save the human race. I mean, so it, 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 I mean, that's what's so ingenious about this show. And, and even the game itself is like putting you in these moral conundrums and, and, and situations to like, you know, what, what would you do? Right. And right. well, and it's, the, um, yeah. it's funny because I also um, kind of alluded to um, stuff and, and wanted to bring this up when we, when we both had watched the finale. Um, and I wanted to go back to Kansas city mm-hmm. and with Kathleen, right? Yep. Her name was Kathleen. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Yep, okay. Kathleen. Yeah. Because she was, I mean, before David yeah. <laughs> even took the cane on the big, big bad. But, but before David, she was like that, like, oh my God, I don't like you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the moment you say, well, all children, like, don't you think Sam was supposed to die? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, okay, you're going to die now. Um, but, but she, like Joel, mm-hmm. was acting very selfishly. Like, yes, she wanted to overthrow Fedra and be a part of that. But what really did it was the moment they killed her brother. Mm -hmm. And then getting revenge for um, her brother's death superseded everything to the point that it led to their all demise because they completely left themselves vulnerable to the infected. Yep. Um. And and it, when I'm watching that episode and I'm hearing the discussions about her character, I'm just I'm just sitting and like, oh my god, these guys are brilliant writers. They are. They are. Yeah. <laughs> because it's 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 freaky how how similar how that theme, even though we're hit over the head with it again for for eight episodes, every way they tell it feels fresh. Mm-hmm. Um, different mm-hmm. and um, doesn't feel forced. And then, and then by the point we get to the turning point with our main character, you're just like, damn, yep. <laughs> <laughs> I should have seen it coming more, but <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> and, and really there's not a whole lot to see coming because we know like at the end of the day, this season will end like the it's about a journey and you know you're going to get to the fireflies but but and and i guess in a weird way in our minds as viewers you're just like oh they're just going to take some blood <laughs> yeah exactly exactly because you think yeah i think back to back to sam and and yeah yep. that episode because it's like okay and even at the beginning of this episode with with ellie's mom mm-hmm. anna um i was wanting to say ashley because that's like that's what johnson plays her but um but you know, with the transmission, whenever she was, pre- you know, when she had Ellie and, and, you know, cutting the cord and, and figuring out like, oh, okay. You know, if it's transmitted by, you know, she, she cut, she cut the umbilical cord in time and, and, and you know, so it's just like, yeah, it's just, it's not blood. But then when Marlene's like, you know, well, we have this doctor and, you know, cordyceps infects the brain and just like, you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Yeah, you're like, um, um, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. um, 
Yeah, no, let that opening, um, it didn't, it hit me more hearing um, Neil talk about it mm-hmm. and hearing Ashley and Troy talk about it than yeah. it did when I watched it. Um, and here's why, because I don't know if you remember this show, Will, but we watched 10 episodes of House of Dragon. Mm-hmm. A lot of bursts. There were a lot of very traumatic bursts. Very traumatic burst. So in comparison, yeah. <laughs> it's just like that that was weird. Yeah. <laughs> I was a bit like very clean in a way. Yeah, yeah. It did. Traumatic, it did. but I mean, not so traumatic. <laughs> well, yeah, because it was just like, okay, I it and 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 maybe and like I said, uh, at this point in the season, uh given some of the tragic losses we've had along this journey you know that one the birth this week and i you know and we also talked about uh riley and, and ellie's story right uh some of the some of the emotional and they, they they've wrung it all out of me <laughs> yeah yeah uh, uh maybe on season two they could spread it out a little bit uh because uh i i mean it was it was visceral in a different way right I mean, right. I felt it. I was more, it was one of those things like more, I, I, it was more like, oh God, I was wondering like, how is Ellie, how, how did, how did Ellie get found in this, you know, in, in this farmhouse more yeah. so, you know, so that was where my head was going when this was all sort of going down. Yeah. I, um, I, I love seeing Ashley Johnson play this part, particularly. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, for listeners um, who I hope everybody has been keeping up on the podcast, but if you haven't um, on the after show podcast for this show, I highly recommend listening to their season finale discussion because I have been saying all season how uncanny Bella and Ashley mm-hmm. are have with knowing Bella has not watched the cutscenes, played the game, it is weird. Um, and if you yeah. told me in another life Ashley Johnson birthed Bella Ramsey, yeah. <laughs> I, I did think that too while I was watching it because I, I haven't played the game, but I have watched it, the cutscenes, and uh, I was like, Oh, <laughs> yeah, 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 and they and they touch on that, and yeah. I mean, like, like it's and it's nothing against Troy and Pedro, but there is just something on a on this weird level that is just out of this world where these two people um, and this character, it's just this one thing. And um, thank God for Bella, because uh, yeah. I mean... It's just, it's just, I can't even articulate, but I was, I was so happy to hear them touch on that and get emotional about that. Mm -hmm. Um, because I just think it speaks volume to both the actresses and Mm -hmm. the character and just this overall narrative, um, that, that I just, yeah, it's, it's the best video game adaptation again, because they took the story. There was a real story here 
that they could flesh out in some places and then stick to what captured the players um, to begin with. And you, you just, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it, it really, yeah, I completely agree. Uh, I'll drop a link to the to that on our uh, if folks haven't had opportunity to uh, you can find you can search it. But um, I, I really hearing that as well um, really drove that point home to me. And, and another thing too that Druckmann has confirmed uh, is that Bella will be coming back as Ellie in, in season two. So no no House of the Dragon cast change or anything else um, because. You know, at, by the time with with the time jump in the story, um, Ellie will be closer to to Bella's actual age anyway. So they're just like, let's just you know. Stick How with old it. is Bella? Uh, I want to say she's nineteen. Okay, because yeah. she does look like okay. Yeah. yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah, I was I was a bit worried about that, but then when I'm hearing there might be a third season. Yeah. Yeah. That led me to drum up some theories about how that could work, mm-hmm. which there is a way. Um, yeah. yeah, I think what they're going to do with the third, my understanding with from from Neil was that with the third, they're going to sort of stretch out the part part two of the game over maybe yeah two seasons. You can you can definitely do that with part two. I. I, I <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the, yeah. I, I can totally see them stretching out part two. Um, yeah, I, I can definitely see it. I, I know exactly how it would end. The first, the second season would end and what, how, yeah, and why. Oh, so interesting. Um, I'm not going <laughs> to spoil anything. Um, when are they, um, when are they starting to shoot season two? Oh gosh, uh, I haven't seen anything concrete yet. Um, Man, well, you're. I, I guess they're. I guess they're. Yeah, I mean, I. I, uh, I know it's obviously it's been renewed. I want to say they were trying to aim for a 2024 release of season two. So. Okay. Uh, so they'll have to. Yeah, you know, I think they are. I think they are in post in pre-production and stuff now. So. Uh... <laughs> Are you gonna last that long? <laughs> oh God! Um, I, I, I was joking. I was joking with our artist uh, Lindsay um, today. I had emailed her because uh, she played the game and stuff. And whenever the first episode, she was not a big fan. And I was checking in after ten, after the season was over, and they're still not a fan. I guess one of the game, you know, I know some of the gaming community just never did yeah. warm up to the show, and she was it, one of them. Yeah, but uh, but uh, but that being said, um, I, I joked with her that I, I think I might have to go get a PlayStation. <laughs> oh, you can you can totally watch it. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> you can totally watch it. I know, I know. I probably, I probably, I, I probably I will. You want to? I don't think you no. want. To. <laughs> no, I don't want to. I I like I said, whatever. I I did watch a what I think someone put together a ten hour YouTube video. Huh. on it and i got i got deep enough that i was like okay i need to stop and so right. I, I haven't gone back to it since since i started it so i think i'm a whole firm i kind of know i you know i did get spoiled about one major element and i'm not going to say what it is but i but it still hasn't taken away my look my looking forward to to season two okay 
Okay, you're going to tell me offline what that spoiler is so that I can know what I can give away. Um, And then I can be really upset that you already found that out. Um, It was, and it was actually, it was, um, it was actually, I was made, I watched it kind of funny. I should have stayed away from it, but I was watching it with Neil. I was watching it with Neil because I was like, I figured it was a safe view, but then they said something in it and I was like, shit. Oh my God, Will, Will, it's, it's definitely not safe. It's, it's actually more unsafe. Yeah, yeah, I should have listened. That was I, I was like, it's Neil. I, you know, I'll just check it out. You, you know, and they were talking about season two. And I was oh like, oh my god. Yeah, but I'll stop. Yeah, I don't want to say anything more. I may, I may just, it's all, this may all end up on the cutting room floor. <laughs> now I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember. Like, I'm trying to think. I, there's like two that I can be really upset about, but I'm glad it's not both. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the, so we do have more seasons of this show to look forward to. And and speaking about the gaming community and that portion that hasn't warmed up to it, even though I love this show, um, I can totally understand why, why shows like this, which is an adaptation of something so beloved um, in its original form, I can totally understand why people um would have problems with it um just given like i have i i used to only read books that were being adapted in the movies i never liked the movies over the books <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's just it's just very hard yeah. um because of um your experience through that medium with that story and then to transfer it, and also whether it being a book or a game, mm-hmm. those mediums serve you going through the story as that character almost more than um, a movie or a TV show does. Yeah. Um. So, so it's it's it it's um it's hard to take away that like or hard to really transcend that um so so i can i can understand it um just 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 also keep in mind it's a really good show <laughs> it really is a good show one it's last really thing I, I, oh, yeah before we wrap up i have i just want to want to get your thoughts on this because we, we touched around it but we didn't hit it um do you think ellie would have if she knew everything that would that would have i can't answer this question will i can't yeah. I know season two. Okay. I can't answer the question. Okay. We, so, um, I, it, to answer the question based solely on this season and okay. her actions and dialogue in this season, I will just say, Think about the conversation about half measures. Understood. Okay, that conversation is very telling in terms of who Ellie is as a person and who Joel is as a person. Now, all that being said, she's still a 14-year-old kid Mm -hmm. who, yeah, hypothetically gets told oh 
for me to save everyone else, I can, I just need to kill myself. Okay, I will totally do that. Yeah, she, I don't think it would be a five minute conversation. (laughs) (laughs) We'll just leave, we'll put a pin in it till we get, till we come to season two. Yeah, I just, I think that she's so much of a survivor at the same time. Mm -hmm. Um, and that she finally has that, like, like in a way, I mean, Joel really, in a way, is her kindred spirit, where both of them found what they have been searching for in this broken world for so long. Mm-hmm. And and so she might, she might um, be like, I can't, I can't do that, because that would leave Joel alone. Yeah. So... Yeah, I just we're definitely going to that question. We got we got some years to come where we will definitely be talking about that question and more um, as we patiently wait for the next season of this show and probably rewatch this first season maybe a few times. But um, on that note, Will, why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you? Yes, you can find me at Will and Polk, W-I-L-L-M-P-O-L-K. And you can find me at SJ Belmont, S-J-B-E-L-M-O-N-T. Please follow our crew on Twitter at Scene and Nerd. Friend us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, and visit our website, www.sceneandnerdpodcast.com. But most importantly, rate, follow, and comment on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good night, geek out. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs>